Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oy, oy. And today, as you can tell, due to lack of mouth breathing, Stan isn't here this week. <laughs> He's actually on holiday. Him and Donny Osmond have gone to Thornby Beach, Jim, haven't they? They have, yeah. They've gone to pick up um, an award for Rick's hard work in a certain council. I won't name the said council because... I don't want to dox him like that because he's getting famous nowadays isn't he, on the internet. No, fair enough. But, <laughs> but as you can tell, we've obviously got in an A-star guest this week. We've got Lou back in. Welcome back, Lou. We established off mic that it was, I think, appearance number four. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's either four or five, isn't it? It's definitely past three. So I'm going to say four. I'm going to say yeah. four, which is not bad. Not bad. Not bad. He's going for that double hat trick. Absolutely, absolutely. But from double hat tricks to just doubles, Jim, nice little segue. One of your boys, <laughs> a player, a player that you like, Alexander Zinchenko. He's leaving City after a number of years. How do you feel about Zinny going? Um, yeah, no, a bit good to be fair. But uh, the same about Jesus and Sterling. Um, you can see why they've all left, and I think Zinchenko has got a perfect move, and in, in the fact that he, he can stay and. Um, he gets to work manager that he's worked under before when um, Atat was our assistant manager. It's probably going to be a similar tactical style and kind of the way they play. And he might even get to play some minutes in midfield, which we've seen him really impressed for his country. But yeah, just as a just just as a guy, like I don't think there's any city fan who just likes him. He's, he works hard. I remember when um, after his first or second season, Wolves came in for him 15 million and we couldn't guarantee him games time and he said, well, listen, he's going to stay and fight for his place and he did and he, he won that left-back place and that's not his natural position. Even last season when he didn't play as much as he has done, um, he came in for the massive games like most notably the last game of the season was two, was 1-0 down at half-time to Villa and he comes on at half-time and he changes the game. Um, I think he's quality too. I think Arsenal again a really quality player that has probably been overlooked by a lot of clubs um, over the past few windows because if you can offer him European football or challenging for European football and first team guaranteed minutes, then Zinchenko would probably leave. And he's versatile too, so for £30 million, the Arsenal are getting a real steal, I think, anyway. Yeah, I think so as well. And Lou, I was just wondering, obviously, Zinchenko plays in midfield for Ukraine and I think that's primarily what Arteta is going to be buying in for and cover for Kieran Tierney, who at this point is safe to say he's injury prone. So it's very smart business, I think. But what do you think, Lou? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think there's, there's two ways to look at it, really. I think City have got a good deal for, what is it, 30 mil, call it. Um They've definitely got some value out of him as a player and, and obviously sold him for a little bit of profit as well. But obviously he's moving to Arsenal where, again, it's probably a good deal for them and what they need. Um, when you look at it, he's obviously one of those players that City will love just for what he did for the club. Um, I think everybody's got a place in their hearts for him because he's obviously from Ukraine um, and obviously what's going on in, in uh, back at home for him. But I think it'll probably be a good addition to the squad. He can play, obviously, full-back and Arsenal are struggling in that area. Um, sometimes for cover <clears throat> but I think the opportunity probably is there for him in centre mid you know they've got some players like Thomas Partey who is very injury prone it seems like a, a good addition for I mean for what isn't it's not a, a big price I'd say 30 mil 20 is it 20 
is it 29 mil or something he's gone for? I can't remember the exact figure. But it's probably, the good thing about it is they've got to think it's fairly risk-free. So um, they know what they're getting from the player. As uh, Jim said, Arteta's worked with him before. They'll know exactly what's expected of him. And, and yeah, he's coming from a, a club that has a certain mentality and I'm sure even in training he'll, he'll show that off. Yeah, definitely. And Arsenal beefing up the squad for the next season. And obviously it was unfortunate to not get top four at the end. But you need a big squad for that Europa League if you're going to contest in the Prem as well. But Jim, another team that's beefing up their squad, sixth signing of the season, Spurs. Jed Spence, gone from Middlesbrough to Spurs. Neil Warnock says he'll either be non-league or Premier League. And he's gone to the Premier League, Jim. Well, as he always is, Cook, Neil Warnock was right. <laughs> um, he, is a, he is a great man. Um, no, but yes, yeah, Spurs get what looks to be another really exciting signing and um, that squad gets bigger and better. Um, Conte said some strange comments about the club buying a player and hinting towards that Conte maybe didn't choose to sign this player, which, I don't know, could cause issue in the future. It's Conte and he doesn't like to get on with Sherman, so we'll see how that pans out. But as a player from what I've seen in the um, in the playoff run and championship games here and there, he's very attacking, athletic, quick fullback Nottingham Forest fans have raved about him all season saying he's one of the better players they've seen play for the team in a number of years we know what Conte does with fullbacks we know what he does with plays who aren't fullbacks and he, he turns into me he victimizes um, players into title winners almost if you can say that um, so yeah this could be a really good addition and Yes, but Spurs are getting really strong. I don't know how you feel about them. I feel like it's going to go one or two ways. They're going to they're going to really impress and they could even mount a title challenge because Conte is that good and we know his system has worked. And in the big games last season, even he beat City. Um, he probably should have beat Liverpool. Um, I don't know. He's probably going to go one or two ways. He's probably going to do that. He's going to severely be underwhelmed and he's leaving in January or something like that. Yeah, 100%. And uh, like you said, he doesn't get on with chairman. And uh, to be honest with you, he could get into an argument in a room on his own. He, he's, he, he is on the edge, but I do love him. And yeah, it's it's dangerous times. And not a lot of Chelsea fans would say that, but it's dangerous times in, in terms of Spurs are getting rid of a lot of dead wood and a lot of crap. And they're replacing it with proven players in the likes of Basuma and people who are on the cusp of going to another level like Jed Spence and they're just beefing up the squad in general for a Champions League campaign where they got in front of Arsenal right at the end and Conte's basically said to him, listen, either back me or I'm off because if you don't, we can't compete. And it's that simple and they've obviously, they've gambled on it, they've like trusted him and so far he's got a lot of the players that he want. What do you think about Spurs and Conte, Lou? How high do you reckon they can finish next year with obviously playing in the Champions League as well? I definitely, I definitely think they're strengthened in the right areas. <clears throat> Still think they're a bit short at centre-back. Um, I'm not, we've not really seen much of the lad that's come in from, from Barca before, to be fair, so I can't quite comment. And, and the same on, on Jed Spence, really. I, I can't say I've seen him play too much, obviously. I know what he's about, I know his attributes. And you just think of, of all the players they've bought, it's probably not going to go this way, but you, you just wonder, is he going to, keep hold of that, that three at the back or, or five in midfield uh, formation obviously it's very typical of the, the Conte style but the players that he's brought in I don't know if they all massively warrant it they've got a good solid front four or five players now 
Um, I think bringing in Basuma, he's going to be the most interesting one for me. I, I wouldn't have actually minded him coming in at United and probably said that for a few years. He looks pretty solid. Um, if they want to play that kind of really holding role, you've got Basuma and, and Hoiberg, Ben Tanker can play probably both a little bit further forward as well. So they've definitely strengthened the squad in the right areas, obviously looking at the spine and then picking out those two or one or two fullbacks or wingbacks that they're going to play when they need to be a little bit more advanced. So, you know, it may to be seen, Spurs are Spurs, are Spurs but they're definitely going in the right direction. Um, it'll be really interesting to see where the likes of Rich Allison, Son, Kane, Kulaseski, how he fits everybody in. You know, there's, there's egos to manage there as well. Um, everybody's going to want to be playing. Everybody's going to want to be scoring goals there. So I think that will come with its challenges. But Conte's probably the the right man to to deal with it in a, if you like it, or your lump it fashion. Um, I think they're probably the, the, the ones up there. I, I don't know, Chelsea, you, you, people fancied them for the league last year. I wasn't really convinced just because of how much was going on and, and is going on in the team and in the squad and, and the politics around it. Still feel like that's probably looming over them a little bit and they're going to bring in a couple more players on top of players that haven't quite gelled into the, the lineup and the team yet themselves. Big players will leave. So I can probably see Spurs definitely being up there. You, you probably feel at this point, you know, the top three would be Spurs and obviously City and, and Liverpool just based on what you can see from a signings perspective and and the trajectory. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, as I said, it remains to be seen. I, I, I think Jed Spence, you know, the story's interesting and if he can, if he can, if he can mix it, then it'll be a, it'll be a good sign in the Prem because it looks like he's got the pace, the power and the, the directness and whatnot. But, um, but we've seen that happen a couple of times to be fair and it's not quite worked out and Spurs do seem to buy those players who have been floating around on the cusp and they've never really progressed them. So, yeah, I guess it'll be an interesting one, but I do think that they're probably favourites. They must be favourites to be third. I don't think that's a market that the bookies will, will really take on. Like, but uh, but yeah, they've got to be up there. No, Lou, you can. I'm I'm sure you can do to win the league without City and Pool. I think. But uh, can you? Because that's what so. you're going to need. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet they'd be all right. I bet they'd be around even money. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but but now, like you said, um, savvy signings. Richarlison beats up the squad. He can play multitude of positions Perisic again exact same yeah he's another Formula. one I forgot about him to be fair and again yeah. that, that's the wing interesting back. one because where's he going to play wing back now maybe a little bit a little bit older but he's, he's still pretty fit but typically a, a, you know hit the, hit the byline get a cross in that, that kind of winger so yeah he definitely offers something different and he can probably still play in that forward line as well if need be so yeah I forgot about him yeah you're right yeah, no, he's a, he's a good player and he's a player that I, I would have took for wing-back depth at, at Chelsea, to be honest with you. We was linked to him, but he, he wanted to play more football. So, fair enough. <clears> but Conte is a guy who doesn't really rotate that often and he, he tends to use similar subs in similar 11. So, it'd be like you said, Lou, it'd be interesting to see how he manages those egos, especially because they've got big players in there and Richard, in Richarlison's case, he's coming for 60 million quid. So, he'll want to play a lot considering he was the big guy at Everton. But a guy... A very big guy, we could say. Uh, Matthias De Ligt, Jim, has just gone from Juventus to Bayern Munich for £67 million plus £5 million in add-ons. What do you think of that transfer? I mean, he's only 22. And uh, yeah, he, he adds a lot of steel back there, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And Juve will definitely miss him because 
I mean, the centre backs that they have around do it are still Kieran and Banuki, and while they're in the 36, 37, 38, I don't know how old they are now, but <laughs> well, actually, Kieran's Kine, gone, hasn't he? Sorry. Um, That's right. Have some respect. So, and then Benucci, so Benucci's there, he's obviously getting older. Um, Dillett was the one for the future. Um, for the league in general as well, they would be probably the two best centre halves um, on paper anyway, like in Kuli Bali and, and Matthias Dillett. Um, so yeah another good signing from Bayern who've had a very understated window I think um, could be right over there with the Champions League next year despite losing Lewandowski's goals which we'll come on to later but yeah they've made some really interesting signings in um, Mane and then some of the other young lads signed from Ajax and other clubs I can't really remember who they came from um, but yeah Dillard, uh, a player that's gone now for like what 150 million in like three years his combined transfers, and I can't say I've ever seen him impress me that much. <laughs> but um, I guess that remains to be seen in the Champions League. And you um, Bayer Pross in a replacement on the cook, which he well needed, and they're a team in massive transition as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot about this player, Jelson Bremer. He's a Brazilian, born, well, Brazilian born centre half, played for three. You know, he's going for about 40 million euros guaranteed. It's uh, like I said, I don't know a lot about him. But Matthias Delict was bought by Juventus to be the heir to Benucci, Chiellini, and Bazagli. And it's just not really worked out. He's probably learned some tricks of the trade, and there's no doubt that he's improved. But like I said, maybe his development has stagnated a little bit, Lou, um, by going to Turin and not really contesting for titles really that often. But big move to Bayern, serial winners. Nagelsmann has probably got him in because it's not really worked out with Rupert Meccano. Nicolas Sula, I believe, is leaving as well. I think he's gone to Dortmund, is it, Jim? I'm not 100%. I but, tell you. Um, but yeah, yeah he has. Delicta Bayern. What do you think, Lou? Good signing. Um, he's only like 22, isn't he? 22, yeah. 23. The amount, Young, the amount of yeah. first-team football he's played is, is probably ridiculous. And what you've got to remember is, obviously, he's not here anymore, but that is the, the masterstroke of Mino Raiola. Take him to a club whereby he's going to get a, a bumper contract and then within a few years of, you know, when he's ready to renew his contract, offer him out to other clubs. They're always going to want him. And then he makes another huge move. And, well, I mean, he would have, he would have cashed in again, wouldn't he, really? Um, it's it's what he does with his players. It's, <laughs> oh God, yeah, Christ, don't worry about that. <laughs> it's, what, it's what he did with Haaland as well, isn't it, really? Again, it would have been another master stroke him going to. It played out It played out perfectly for him. Well, not maybe not for him, that's a poor choice of words, but <laughs> it, it played out perfectly for Haaland, didn't it? Obviously, with the, the buyout clause and, and obviously the commissions and the salary he's going to get from City, you know. It, it's what he did with his clients and it, it works well for his players because they're his, his clients as well because he's well... Um, they get well, well funded off the back of it. I think it's a good signing. I think, as, as Jim says, Bayern could be pretty dangerous, obviously. They've picked up the uh, two lads from Ajax and they're going after um, Conrad Lehmer from um, Leipzig. Leipzig. And good he's player. a good player as well. Really good player. So, yeah, having, losing, having lost Alaba, brought in that upper Meccano, now bringing in Delict and then Mane. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid window for them. And, and as you said, they're probably going as as they tend to be. They're probably going in a little bit understated, to be fair. And you can only see it being a, a good sign and, and a good deal and and a player that would fit the type of 
Mold Nagelsmann would would want in his squad. So, I mean, you think as well. You think it's not that much money in pounds. It sounds more in euros, doesn't it? But yeah. in pounds, it's not that much for a centre back. Yeah, seventy three million with add-ons. Not a lot. That's not a lot, is it? Really? Maguire like, went for more. Like Maguire went for more, didn't we? Isn't that Lissandro Martin has gone for like fifty five? You know, aren't you targeting Jules Kunde and they want maybe yeah, sixty yeah. mil for him? And, and you think, oh, actually. But then at the same time, it's it's the pull of Bayern Munich because if United went in for him, Juve would have wanted 100 mil plus. Do you know what I mean? It's just the way, sometimes it's just the way, way these clubs work. But yeah, exactly. But no, really good signing. I really like him. Um, 22, he's still got all the, all the talent in the world. He's going into another good, solid manager there. I'm sure he can progress again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to work with, obviously, another elite level of players. And uh, he's, yeah, hopefully he kicks on. They've got uh, Luca Hernandez who can play centre half as well, and Benjamin Pavard who's won a World Cup. They both have. So adding it, definitely. It'd be interesting to see what price they are for the Champions League. It's not a bad shout. No, it's it not a bad be, shout. They'd probably be generous enough, wouldn't they, based on what they did last year? So. Yeah, true. And the having lost Lewandowski, the bookies might react in the wrong way. Yeah, might up top maybe, thing. maybe even CR seven. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who oh God, knows? don't talk about him. Who knows? We could do a whole episode on him. But, yeah, bloody hell. But, but yeah, Delict, he's taking a gamble on Bayern. It's a young manager, young project, really with Nagelsmann. But another lad, Jim, who's taking a gamble, Mourinho's pulling power. It still exists, Jim. It still exists. He could have gone to... That's a mad one. Serie A champions of a couple of years ago, Inter. But he's not. He snubbed him for European champions, Roma. Yeah, well, he's... Um... He's seen that new tat, that new piece of ink that like Jose's got, and he's thinking, I might you know get what? It. I fancy a little Scudetto on that left arm now, with little Roma badges on it. Um, yeah, no, that's, a, that's an amazing signing for Roma, considering Plus. where they are. Like, I know they won the, the Conference League, but realistically, what they finished was sixth or seventh in this area. I mean, that's not a great standard um, nowadays. But yeah, it's all, all of a sudden they get what was the UVA's ultimate poster boy, um, the kind of guy they laid their entire future on um, in the container like he days. Um, an, an amazing player um, who maybe hasn't lived up to the, the hype and the potential that he could have been, but that may, might not be his fault. It might just be a case of how people react to a young player in such a big club and they expect him to be a world beater straight away. Um but yeah, we've all seen it with our own eyes how good Dybala is and a front three of Dybala, Tammy Abraham and if you can keep Zaniola around then that is, that is probably the best front three in um, Italian football. Um, I know Juve are sniffing around Zaniolo, but... Stay away. Yeah, if, if you can keep that together and we all know that Jose doesn't actually need amazing defensive players to actually implement good defensive football and keep clean sheets and win one nil here and the he's actually got that talent up front who can just if you can kind of just go listen to you for you kind of do it yourself. They've also got like Pellegrini and Matic level talent. I know um yeah well Matic won't be doing much up top I don't I wouldn't imagine. No I mean he'll put uh, he'll he yeah, put three years in, onto his career in Serie A he can slow down a little bit and it'll free them up a little bit more. Yeah um it might be a bit of a, a stretch to say Roma are suddenly title contenders but I mean it's been a wide open what price? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a wide open league recently um, since Juve have kind of kind of fell off from their dominance. So it wouldn't be a massive surprise if they improved that much to start challenging the the AC and the Inter Milan and 
if Juve, and like we said before, in a massive transitional period, I don't think they'll be ready huge for it. Huge price. Think, huge price. Go on, could give us the huge price. This 12. Be a little stab. 12 to 1. There you go. So what are they like? Fifth favourites or something? Sixth favourites? Uh, Inter favourites, Juve, Milan, Napoli, Roma. So you've got a fancy more than Napoli, especially with the players that they've lost as well. 20 returns, yeah, 260, Lou. Not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, they, I think I think I think they're a good price. Uh, yeah, like I said, Napoli. What they've lost, Koulibaly, they've lost Insigne, they've lost. Yeah. 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 Roma, yeah a Roma, stroke from Mourinho. Yeah. Roma, Lou, what do you think of Dybala? It's a huge ball. It's a good signing, but it's a good signing in relation to where they are in the league, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and where they are in their journey. You know, he's, he's not. He's one that he's always been pretty hot and cold, I think, Dybala. But saying that, he's only 28, so or 29, or 28, or something like that. So I'm sure there's still there's still something there for him. He gets a couple of injuries, doesn't he? He's not the he's not the fittest. He doesn't doesn't keep himself as fit. Don't know, Louis. In my top five. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. I think it's a good signing for for Roma. Definitely. I was it was a shock when he's, when Fabrizio Romano said, "Here we go," and I was like, "Yeah, no way." Little Jose there. Little, I can just see him shushing. I can just see him shushing all the stakeholders on Zoom. Just shushing him. <laughs> just shushing him. Say less, lads. I've got this. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I really, I don't know. I've always liked him. I, I like the team. I like Tommy Abraham and what he's doing for him. He's a great player. I've always said that. And yeah, I, if he can turn it on there, he's going to be one of the main men. If he can, if he can turn it on, as you said, he's going to, Definitely going to do something for them next year, and as you said, they they do look at a tasty price. And yeah, if you, twelve. If you want to be you want to be soft, and you go go each way. Then it's it's definitely a good price. Definitely some value there. Definitely, and if he can click, and if they don't put all the pressure on him, if they can, like Lou said, he gets injuries. If they can spread out the pressure, it'll be a good sign, isn't it? Yeah. I think they can go a decent way, and eat, like you said, each way is not a bad price. But I don't think the pressure will be on him. You know, in, in no, I don't. Just, you look, no, look at Tam- no. all the pressure will be on the Abraham and the Zaniolo because they're the, the big money. guys. They're, they're the upcoming yeah. guys. I um, think from I think from I think generally where Dybala's at in his career, I don't think he's looked upon as you know that that huge statement signing these days. No, I think no. he's a good player, but like as you said, I, I don't not think anymore. he'll be. Yeah. yeah, not anymore. It's like he but missed he the boat, in it. That's yeah, why yeah, people's yeah, the guy in Syria. Yeah, when he, when he was at Palermo, yeah. he was really good there, wasn't he? When he when he first yeah. went to Juve, the, the the plan was for him to be the main the main guy of Serie A, like the best player, and he yeah. hasn't worked out. Definitely. But I mean, the, the reason that he was put up there was because obviously the talent is there. So yeah, if not, who knows if Jose can get out of it or not next season? Yeah, definitely interesting. Like I said, twelve to one Roma for Serie A next season, but Robert Lewandowski's new club, Lou Barcelona, they're oh. also twelve to one. For the Champions League, and your pick buying earlier was actually seven, so I did check it out for you. Okay, yeah, Barca 12 to 1, Lou. What do we think of that? And what do we think of Lewandowski going to Barca, who are in crippling debt? And we don't know how they're buying players. Well, that's what everybody's saying. There's, there's some, I, just, I don't know, I, I can't even hazard a guess as to how they're buying <laughs> players and whatnot. It just doesn't make a uh, I know an absolute ounce of sense, doesn't it? Based on what what we're hearing of their financial issues and how much debt they're in, I just can't get my head around it. How are they balancing the books? I don't know. There's something going on there, but that's something that we'll probably never never get our heads around. To be fair, is it? Um, I think Lewandowski, you know, fair play to him. 
he wants to go and challenge himself in a in a new uh, a new league, having spent pretty much all of his career in, in the Bundesliga and doing it at this age. Well, saying that, you know, he looks like a machine. How many goals he scored last year? Over 50, 50 yeah, goals or something daft. Um, he doesn't look like he's he's slowing down. And yeah, mate, I don't know. So much obviously in him where he's thought, I need to mix it up here. You know, he needs to go and challenge himself. And he could have just probably stayed in that league until retirement and scored another 50 goals a season, to be fair, if he really wanted to. So, so I suppose you've got to credit him for that. Yeah. Um, what it means for, for, for Barca, I don't know. They're getting a great player there, aren't they? They're getting a great player. Um, I think he's gonna yeah, he's gonna score goals wherever he goes. Simple as simple as he's he's arguably one of the best has been, isn't he? Really, you know, yeah, he's a target cool. man. Every single kind of goal, left foot, right foot, headers, poaching goals outside the box. You know, those screamers. He's seen those couple of volleys he had last year. He just scores goals. And he, yeah, yeah, he's exactly the kind of player that Xavi needs. That's going to come into the club and make a statement and raise the standards from from the off he's going to have the right mentality in there um, definitely which is which is definitely what he's looking for and yeah you can only see him getting goals can't you really yeah he's the complete striker like you was alluding to then at 100% Lewandowski and uh, Jim I just wanted your opinion on his contract so from what I've read basically he's got a four year deal he's got two years where they're paying him quite a lot of money because obviously he's still operating at a serious level but after the two years, he gets a pay cut. So he almost like halves his wage or like quarters his wage after the two years because they're basically saying, by the time you're 35, you're probably going to be declining. So we'll half your wages. So just wondering what your opinion on that was because you don't really see them every day. You don't, but um, it's, it's not a surprise that Barca are <laughs> making players do wage cuts nowadays. It seems to be part of the, part of the mantra. Um yeah, I, I, you know, I wouldn't even believe the contract he signed, to be fair. He might not even get that money. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But, but I don't know, Barca ran, ran a very strange way nowadays. Um, it's only a good thing, I think. But yeah, he's what, he's 33, is he now or something? Is that, is that all he is? Yeah. So he's got a four-year deal. It's He, he, is, he does keep himself in good shape, to be fair. So he's a beast. It's, it's, it's not the worst. We, we've seen some players like... Right, Ronaldo is still going strong at this age. I mean, he can definitely still play that level, but who knows how that'll go. I just, what I do think about the deal is that Bayern have got mad money for um, a 33 year old who wants to leave and has one year left in his contract. Yeah. I mean, they've fought, like, what did they get? For, over 40 million pounds. Yeah, I think yeah. it's 50 odd with add ons. So they got his wages must have been a fair bit as well, wasn't they? Yeah, he so must they have got all that of. money. They got all that money with one year left in his contract. Then doesn't want to play for the club. He like he refused to go to like the preseason part of it, and they also got it from a club who doesn't have any money. So I don't know how they've done that, but it's, it's brilliant business. Um, and I don't even think he suits how Nagelsmann plays. So although he's an amazing player, and yeah, he is one of the best of our generation. He, he's right up there with like your Kane and your Benzema and your Suarez and Aguero over the last ten years in striking terms in Europe, but. I just think Bayern have just done a really good deal and I think they win out of this, this trade, personally. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely they win and definitely Lewandowski wins, Lou, because he gets to go where he wants to go and they've, uh, they have they slapped into Miami yesterday 6-0, which led <laughs> Rafinha to come out and say that they're better than Real Madrid, Lou. So I was just wondering, how far do you think Barca can go this year and what do you reckon they'll win, if anything? 
I'm not sure. It's a tough one, isn't it? I think I think Madrid are still, you know, favourites to win the Liga. Um, they've got the settled squad. They brought in, sure, I mean, it's a massive, you know, go, it feels like ages ago when you go back to it, but the Mbappe deal falling through. Yeah. You know, you you kind of forget about it. I think Barca could have signed whoever they wanted, really, and I don't think it would have mattered at that point. Um, they've tied a lot of people down to new contracts as well, haven't they? Madrid, that was obviously their intention. I think they're obviously still still clear. There's there's, there's going to be a lot of, of bedding in still to go with Barca and you don't know if there's going to be headaches along the way with payments and wages and all that, that that's going to come into it. You know, Rafinha's a good signing. Um, De Jong, I mean, let's not talk about De Jong. He's absolutely doing my head in that situation at the moment. Don't have enough time on the Zoom for De Jong chat, do we, Jim? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He's from the chat every weekend. Yeah, he needs to. Yeah, I don't even know what he needs to do, mate, to be honest. I think they're going to they're gonna be up there, aren't they? They're going to be up there. There's, there's no way they can't. But I just feel like Madrid are that more of a settled team. Champions League winners nailed a lot of important contracts down. Vinicius, Modric, obviously, brought in Chuamini at CDM. You know, when you think about the players they brought in, obviously Camavinga last year is a great sign. He's a good player. Um, they penned that Rodrigo to a new contract, who's another good player. I think Benzema even signed a new contract as well. So, yeah, as I said, as you said, some lucky they didn't get Mbappe because that team would have absolutely been Therefore. would have just been frightening uh, hey, they got Rudiger Lou they got big Tony Rudiger they did actually as well forgot about that so again it's you know you they are they're, yeah, they're, they're much stronger aren't they realistically yeah, they're, they're, they're much stronger and they just um, won the Champions League exactly but we'll see I don't know this Barca stuff just it doesn't make sense you know the financial situation and what they're able to do and the loopholes, I mean, there's loopholes in all, every business, in, in every kind of, you know, political situation, whether it's kind of football, social, anything like that. And there must be some way that they're balancing, balancing those, those books, whether they've reduced other players' wages drastically. So if you're looking at a balance sheet or profit and loss, you know, it's the, the, the reduction in wages is compensating for players coming in over X amount of years I don't know how they're doing it but the, the fluff in the lines of cheating the system in some way shape or form and, and I feel like La Liga are probably turning a blind eye to it because of how much revenue Barca and Madrid bring into the actual league themselves as well so yeah it's it's. I mean we'd be foolish to say that football isn't a corrupt sport wouldn't we really to be fair so I don't know why anybody's surprised to, to, to be honest Hello, Cookie Podcast listeners, and um, as the season is, everyone is starting to do their FPL teams. I don't know if you boys have done your team yet. Anyone um, done the first draft? Not yet. Not yet. Not Lee? yet. Not yet. No, well, I'm a, I'm a serial like start my team off, give it three weeks, give it everything, and then just just fade out of interest. To be fair, that's that's all about to change because you're gonna you're gonna have to <laughs> top tips right now. And you're gonna draft your team after this. <laughs> so um, I have come up with a GM's top tip just one tip and then I've gone for three players who I've not seen in everyone's team but could prove to be a good differential start of the season so my top tip is when you're drafting your team don't be afraid to splash big on the defence defence wins championship guys and we've seen last season how good the likes of Trent Cancelo Reese James when he wasn't being a dosser injured 
Andy Robertson in the back half of the last season. I know they're all 7 million and 6.5 and trends 7.5, but just splashing them because they're worth it. They're worth the weight in gold, them defenders, Cook. That's what I'd say. So, yeah, that's my first top tip. Um, In general, don't doss about. Just pick the players that everyone picks. If 60% of the population are picking this player, there's a reason. So, on to my differential picks, guys. In defence, I've gone for a guy we have talked about on this podcast, only owned by 0.7% of FPL players. It is Jed Spence, a 4.5 million an absolute bargain for a Conte wing back. You know what? He got a few assists last year for Nottingham Forest, maybe in a few more this season. And I think you can count a few clean sheets for Spurs this year. The trouble with this one is if he does get into that team, who knows? We've seen Lucas Moura there in pre-season. We know they've still got Emerson Royale. But you know what? It's not the best competition there. So he could nail down that starting spot. So maybe that's one that we have to wait and see for a few weeks and then we'll get him in. In midfield, Lou, you'll like this one. We've seen United firing in pre-season. We've seen your Rashford score and everyone's getting him in because 6.5. Martial, he's a striker, so mm, maybe it's not worth it. But a man who could be back to his Dortmund ways is Jaden Sancho. Wow. He's, look, he's looking good. He's, look, he's looking good. Owned less than 10% of players in fantasy. Only 7.5. I mean, cheap. it's a it's cheap, but it's cheap, cheap Jaden. How many assists was he getting in Dortmund? He was getting 20 a season, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. Um, so you know, double think... figures, goals, assists. There you go. Yeah, I mean, he was. That could be a player where he starts at 7.5 and he ends at around nine. So, I mean, like Jaden Sancho, I'm trying to work into my team currently, actually, at the minute. And nice. uh, Cook, my forward, you'll like this one as well. Okay. Everyone is going for Haaland, Jesus, and then a shitty 4.5 as a as a front three yeah, yeah. I'm saying go Harlan go the shitty 4.5 but at the same price that Gabriel Jesus we can get Kai Havertz and I mean I know Jesus is fine and he's the new guy after pre-season but I mean if we if I trash you boys who the better players out of them two it's Kai Havertz and who's got a better front attacking line Chelsea or Arsenal I mean for me it's Chelsea only owned yeah. by less than 1% of FPL players that really? Be, wow. That's going to be, be our be, number nine, 100%. If he's playing every week, he will be. be it's him and Broger currently. That could so. be a massive differential because if Jesus doesn't start firing, everyone's going to be making that switch and could jump yeah, on early. Well, Kyle no, be going true. straight into my 11. I can tell you that. There you go. Because the amount of that's chances we create with Chilwell, who I think is another good shout to get in your FPL, because I think he's nailed on to he start. Is. No, he is. He is. He's one of the premium defenders that you should be getting in. Is he kind of cheap or not because he was injured? No, he's not cheap. A oh, they're not daft. They're not daft. He's a big boy. They're not daft. But no, um, definitely, I will be doing my FPL very soon, yes. Jim. And 100%. listeners, I will be setting up um, a cookie podcast league and the code shall go out once this podcast goes out. Yeah, we'll bang it on the end of the socials so you can join the league and then screenshot and send us in when you've joined the league so we can know who was slapping for the upcoming season. (laughs) 
Right, listeners, it is time for the worst part of the podcast. It's where we have to love you and leave you, but it is also the time where we tell you where you can find us when we're not making these excellent podcasts with these excellent guests. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle at cookiepodcast1. That's at cookiepodcast followed by the number one. And then you can find us on Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple just search in. That's the way the cookie crumbles. If you like in the pod, give us a five-star rating. Thank you very much, Lou, for coming back on the podcast. We'll say it's your fourth appearance. Your fantastic fourth. No, thanks for having me, lads. It's always a pleasure. Always enjoy it. And um, and yeah, hopefully hopefully United can, can have an half-decent season. But what I will say is, and Stan hopefully will agree with me whilst he's not on the show, I'm only counting the season starting from September onwards. I'm not being conned into whatever happens in, in the early in the early stage. So let's just we'll, we'll see. <laughs> hey, hey, very true, Lou. Pogba got four assists in one game against Leeds. Exactly, <laughs> mate. You should have seen me bouncing around after that, that day. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Honestly. What what oh Jesus. But yeah, thanks again for coming on. And no, thank it, you, mate. And it's been episode 144 of That's the Way the Cookie Crumbles. Civic. it.